This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Sometimes you can call me Smokey. Sometimes you can call me Rocky. Start your weekend <laughs> off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Today, I want to be Tito, Dr. Tito Clapper. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Not interested in rumors. That's the Timex Social Club. And boy, is it nice to hear Kobe Bryant's voice on the promo. Tonight, don't miss the Hall of Fame induction. Every single day, we all think about him and cherish the time we had with him. He's the reason I decided to come to this station and be on the radio. I got asked to be on other stations. I don't want to. This is where I want to be because this is where Kobe played. He played for the Lakers, and the Lakers are on ESPN. And that was over 10 years ago. So keep playing that promo, Steve Paulette. It makes me happy, and it makes me sad all at the same time. But someone who makes me happy to listen to Each and every second he's speaking, you can close your eyes and you're exactly where he wants to take you, is Vin Scully. So a no-hitter is when a pitcher in baseball doesn't allow any runs or hits. But did you know that you're still counted as a no-hitter if you still throw four balls and you walk the the batter? Because he got to the base. He didn't score. It's a no-hitter. But within the elegance of baseball, there's a higher form of a no-hitter, and it's called a perfect game. Four years in a row, Sandy Koufax threw a no-hitter. It was a record at the time. But the fourth one, which is the one you're hearing now from September 9th, 1965, and Vin Scully is calling this last inning, which you're going to hear, Sandy Koufax is actually throwing a perfect game. Meaning, no walks. Nobody even got to first base, even with a walk. It's so rare. Something to cherish. And let me remind you, as great as Sandy Koufax was, he's still alive. He's 85 years old. God bless him. So is Vin Scully. 93 years old. God bless him. But the struggle that Sandy Koufax had in the beginning of his career, were it not for two moments in his life, he would not. Be Sandy Koufax, the great pitcher that we remember. The first was a scout who recognized he was going through a terrible slump in the late 50s and told him, you have a a hitch in your windup. You take the ball so far back, you actually lose sight of the catcher mitt for a moment. That's why you're having difficulty. Don't take the ball that far back. I think the norm was... The scout's name was Kenny. I'll have to get his real name. Kenny Martin or something like that. And then there was a second time, a pitcher named Norm, a catcher named Norm Sherry in 1961. Sandy Koufax was also ready to quit. He just was in a slump. He could not do it. And the catcher, Norm Sherry, said, 
you know what? Don't pitch so fast. Don't pitch so hard. Slow it down a little bit. You'll be more accurate. And Sandy Koufax listened to him. And four years later, after being told that, just like Barbara Walters being told, we're not going to call you a co-host. You're going to only be allowed to interview people that are outside the studio. But you got to have that drive to keep going. Well, Sandy Koufax had that drive to keep going. And four years later, he's pitching not only a no-hitter, a perfect game, but listen to the clapper visions, if you will, where you using words to paint a picture. The man I learned it from, the Dr. Ranawat for me in the world of interviewing, Vince Scully. Fly to center, grounded to short. Dick Trususki is now at second base, and Koufax ready and delivers. Curve ball for a strike. Oh, and one to count to Chris Cruz. Out on deck to pinch hit is one of the men we mentioned earlier as a possible Joey Amalfitano. Mm, listen to how he sets the stage. Here's the strike one pitch to Cruz. Fastball swung on and missed. Strike two. And you can almost taste the pressure now. Koufax lifted his cap, ran his fingers through his black hair, then pulled the cap back down, fussing at the bill. Krug must feel it too as he backs out, heaves a sigh, took off his helmet, put it back on, and steps back up to the plate. Who were the players out there on the field? Listen to him name each and every one of them. The Dodgers defensively. In this spine-tingling moment, Sandy Koufax and Jeff Torboy. The boys who will try and stop anything hit their way. Wes Parker, Dick Trususki, Maury Wills, and John Kennedy. The outfield of Lou Johnson, Willie Davis, and Ron Fairley. And there's a 29,000 people in the ballpark and a million butterflies. <laughs> a million butterflies. All in the stomach of Sandy Koufax. That mound must be the loneliest place in the world. And Koufax, with a new ball, takes a hitch at his belt and walks behind the mound. I would think that the mound at Dodger Stadium right now is the loneliest place in the world. Looks in to get a sign. 0-2 to Amalfitano. The strike two pitch to Joe. Fastball swung on and missed. Strike three. He is one out away from the promised land. And Harvey Keene is coming up. Harvey Keene. Remember that name. This is the one guy who can ruin it all. He's the last batter. He gets him out. And it's a perfect game. Listen to how carefully Vin Scully tells us the date, September 9th, 1965. The time, 9.44 p.m. I love it. So Harvey Keene is batting for Bob Henley. 